You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Tegan, I help connect businesses with tech talent and today I'm your host. Welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined by Joanne, Soren and Daniel to discuss the topic of flexible working hours and how to do it right. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some short introductions. Joanne, would you like to kick us off? Sounds good. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, my name is Juan. I am currently Vice President of Engineering at Workit. Fantastic. And Saren, welcome to you next. Uh, yes. Hello. My name is Saren Norby and I'm a Director of Engineering at Capital. Fantastic. And Daniel? Hey, thank you for having me here. Um, my name is Daniel. I work as a business architect uh, within Ericsson. Amazing. So now that we've established a context to each of you guys, let's move on to the topic in focus. Now, you all have a question or statement on flexible working hours and how to do it right. As usual, just for the listeners, I'll work around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reason behind it. Now, each of you, of course, will have the opportunity to give your take on the situation. So we'll firstly come to Yuan and your question was, what do you think about four day working weeks and how flexible should flexible be? Yuan, could you just elaborate on that a little bit further for me? Yes, I think, uh, especially in the recent years, how COVID have changed everything, uh, some countries and organizations as well, we are reinventing and trying to find out why it is that works the best for each of us. Um, and recently, countries have established and are trying trials, uh, such as it is the case of Spain, where uh, they're actually reducing the work week instead of having your normal nine to five, uh, five days a week. Uh, they're actually having longer uh, work days, but still uh, limited to only four days instead. I was just wondering, what, what is your opinion, guys, in terms of how is this going to affect the economy? And how is this affecting also just the workers themselves uh, and companies overall? Amazing. So obviously, Saren, you've recently, only recently really experienced a brand new company. Um, you know, what? what's your take on this? Well, I think uh, especially if it comes to any global company, then it comes to time zones. So then you can basically spread out the time whoever you can sit up late or wake up early it doesn't matter um i mean i think we all think that uh having a four uh, day work week would be a great thing like i mean the best job is the job that you don't have to be with at all like a four hour work week or something um and, and i mean that is a that we all know that uh, as countries grow richer, uh, they can either select to work more and uh, save more, or they can have more leisure. And I've, at least I go for the leisure uh, part. Um, I mean, I, I think we're, I think COVID pointed out something that was already obvious before that we had an old model, the industrial model where time if you had more time as an input, you got more stuff out. But many of us have jobs that doesn't look that way at all. I do 
most of my working stuff like in the shower or when I eat breakfast, then I think of challenges in front of me during the day or uh, when I'm trying to sleep, I'm maybe at my most productive. And I think we have to adjust how stuff or our work is uh, organized around that. And we have to look much more at the output or the result and like if you put in one hour, one hour or ten hours, it doesn't make that much difference. The difference is which result did you did you get out of it? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with your point there, Sarah, and especially about doing most of your kind of productive work, um, especially, you know, things that you don't need to be sitting in an office for in places like the shower or, you know, when your brain is trying to switch off. Daniel, I know that you're keen to to kind of give your take on this. Yeah, I mean, the curiosity is is uh, around how are you measuring and, and what are you measuring? I, I think you said it in the end, sir, and I mean, uh, we, we shouldn't focus on the amount of hours we put into something, but I think more of what of, what are the outcome of what we are doing and how are we doing that? And I mean, in those teams we are working. So most of us who are working in tech, we, we work with, with teams and teams all over the all over the globe. And I mean, um, we, we need to focus on what are we performing and what are the outcomes that we are, are pushing out so it I, I mean we talk about return of investment when we do development but I'm also think the return of investment of the time that we put in so how do we measure that return of investment and I I think that puts it's it's challenged the, the traditional leadership also back to what you said sir and I mean traditionally tailor uh, ways of leading and and leading uh, groups and, and, and companies has been that, okay, we have a task, you are machines, you perform the task and then you're done and you put, take a new task and now we are more um, outcome focused on, okay, what is it that we want to change? What is it that we want to achieve? And if I achieve that um, within an hour, okay, would that be fine for me? Yeah, so I no, I definitely, oh, sorry, go on. So, No, sorry. So I think it definitely put the challenge on how you're leading and also back then to, to your, your question, Juan, I mean, four days working. If we are, if we can perform what, what, what we kind of expect within those four days, wouldn't it be fantastic? I mean, maybe three days. I mean, it's more on how, what level and how can we make sure that we still get the return of investment all we want i mean everyone wants a salary everyone wants to have a nice life and how do we how can we have that as, as a kind of balance between all those components yeah i think you definitely raise a fantastic point there daniel especially about um kind of the ways in which that you do measure return on investment a lot of people when it comes to flexible working in a managerial position kind of default to micromanagement because they think that they're not physically here and I can't physically see them but we have a saying here at Evolution that there is a difference between working hard and working smart and I think that that plays a massive part in this topic um okay fantastic well you are now come back to you and and what do you think you've gathered from from the guys answers yeah, so far it's been good. I think uh, we also need to consider what sort of implications this is going to have in the economy long term. Uh, if, 
if you see it as, okay, we're going to change the business model, we're not going to be measuring people's by hours, which I think is great. Uh, how are you going to transition eventually? Like you can start with a four day work week, you can start with a three day work week, uh, but eventually you're going to start paying people by task instead of by hours. There has to be some sort of balance and society has to think about these things as well. Uh, some of the things right now, that can be done and, to, and companies are starting to think is, okay, should I outsource this to this particular company or should we just hire teams internally to do it? Um, we can start to see how most companies are switching to outsourcing, uh, I think on the general level. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit worried mostly into what, what is this impact going to be like for society in the coming years? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think as well, when you're kind of taking this into consideration, there's a lot of other factors that also need to be considered, you know, essentially, what would the workload be, you know, this, I know some people who go to work, and they struggle to fill their work in their working day. I know some people who, you know, don't have enough hours in the day. Um, so I think it's definitely kind of a space that needs careful consideration. It's for sure a grey area at the moment. Um, Soren, have you got something to add to this? Uh, yeah, I think today, especially in IT companies, we use different like options and uh, we hand out uh, warrants to the employees in hope of that uh, the stock price of the enterprise you're working for works like a proxy for results. Uh, I'm not sure if that relationship is really clear, but uh, we hope that if uh, the developer uh, does what's increased the value of the company, then we have reached a result. And yeah, maybe that is close enough. Um, and I also think that COVID as you mentioned, Ron, with uh, 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 outsourcing, like the rest of the world got a lot closer. Now you can hire people all over the globe. That was kind of a science fiction thing uh, before COVID, and now it's every day. Uh, yeah, it happens every day, uh, and that will increase the speed of of the outsourcing and also. Uh, um, I mean, I, I think COVID put all digital processes on kind of hyperdrive. Um, it got there faster, it, it would have arrived anyway, but. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And it's definitely something to consider um, in terms of the transition period, because there's go, there's go, there's going to be one regardless you know we have to try and kind of evolve with the times and you know it, it's very up and coming and flexible working hours are they, they are something that's happening and companies tend to be stuck in their ways especially well-established companies um, it's kind of implementing things at the right time and in the right way to enable the the workforce to grow basically um, but okay fantastic well I think we've definitely we've definitely made a good start there um, Soren we'll come to you next um, your question was how do you build social bonds and innovate in a fully remote or hybrid working environment could you just let me know a little bit more about the the kind of reasoning behind this question? Well, I think the reason that is something that I've been struggling of. How do you? I haven't found a really good alternative to being together in a room, drawing on a whiteboard, coming up with new things, uh, and with people you know well. And I, I think there's two parts to this. Uh, 
that when you uh, I think when when you when you are in the same room you can read each other and then I mean like I mean and that's common sense now in post COVID with the body language and so on but also that it happens something when you're in the same room uh, and I think if, if you're going to reach this state where you have a team with know each other well innovate moves quickly before you reach that stage once you have to have met physically I believe I I, I could be challenged on this but I think you have to meet have met each other and then if you're fully remotely or hybrid how do you actually build these social bonds I mean that, that is just telling that I can have meetings with 10 people online and I understand that I have a hard time remembering what they said it's that it happens something when you actually meet them in person and uh, I have at least found a silver bullet on how to recreate that online um, so uh, so that is my question to you have you found a silver bullet I think there definitely could be a gap in the market there, Saren. <laughs> um, no, but for sure, I think I definitely understand what you're saying, especially from my point of view with my line of work, which that I'm doing every day. It's kind of, you know, I have no choice other than to obviously conduct all of my liaison with, with both clients and candidates all via kind of teams and you know different communication platforms and I suppose it's just kind of being able to adapt and change your behaviors when you're in that environment um, but of course my relationship with you know with with you guys and is different to the relationships that I have in the office because I'm you know around them in kind of this habitat kind of thing um, but yeah I'm definitely interested to, to hear the guys thoughts so Daniel will come to you first yeah, so, so I mean, I, I think the mix uh, which you are talking about, CERN, is, is, is important. I mean, they, 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 there is something happening when you end up in the same room as, as others. Um, there is some kind of, I don't know, chemistry or, or something that is basically, uh, we, we understand each other even though we are not talking to each other or something like that. Um, but I think maybe more when do you have, when have those occasions in a, model where we work very flexible and very in, in more of a hybrid environment I mean then it should be more focused on maybe having open agendas uh, having more open uh, discussion not having a fixed uh, fixed agenda um, I had a prop proposition that okay for those days when we are going to back to the office for one day or two days a week or if it's every month or something let's keep the calendar cleared out. I mean, and then we can collaborate and, and also maybe focus more on, on socializing. Um, if I compare, I, I've been working as a consultant for, 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 for a long time. I mean, consultant firms are very good on, on keeping uh, people feeling that they belong to the company, but still you are part of, of your, your, where you are and doing your assignment or where you are, are working for. So, I mean, kind of finding the way of, okay, how do I feel that I belong here with these people and, and, and I know them, but then still I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at home working from here. Uh, then I would love to hear how to do the innovative uh, whiteboard discussions uh, that you could have in a room online. And, and I hope that like uh, V 
VR and metaverse will, will help us solve those issues. Yeah, you make a great point there. Like, if we did have things that were in place like that, I mean, I know that there is things that exist like Miro and, you know, things like that that can help you in that situation. But there is really nothing like all of your team sitting around a table and just having a good old brainstorm session. Um, but again, obviously, is that us being stuck in our ways or is it us knowing what works and wanting to stick and get the results from that? I I can't help but think it's essentially a kind of don't fix what's not broken scenario. We know that that works well. You know, it, we've got high performing teams based on those types of strategies. Why would we implement something new and potentially upset the dynamic? So I think you definitely make a great point there, Daniel. Yuan, um, what do you Yes, uh, I think I wanted to bring up one Swedish startup. It's called Timico. And I think they managed to sort of do this interaction quite well, in which instead of it being like Zoom or any other calls where you actually schedule ahead of time and you come up with some time, uh, it distributes you into a room. Um, different people in different offices can set up different rooms and you can actually go in a specific room and sort of chat with everyone that's in the room. Uh, you can mute and have the video as well, but I think it's the closest I've found to that traditional office vibe that we used to have. I think it's hard to tell if this is going to be what the future is going to look like, uh, but it's definitely the closest I've felt to a different to to that usual office uh, alternative that we are used to. I think uh, is how you guys are saying technology has to adapt to what the future is going to look like. Um, it's hard to tell whether technology uh, is shaping the future or if it's the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I'd be intrigued to actually hear what you think about that. Soren, what, do you think it's the other way around? These are a lot, I think it's an like interaction between them. Um, I uh, think, I mean, if you, if COVID would have happened 10 or 15 years ago, that would, the outcome would have been completely different. Now we had the technology in place and we could, I mean, I worked for a company that like, we almost didn't notice that we like, we went home and then we continued as usual. I think some of you may, might have a similar uh, experience. Uh, so of course that changed um, like the po the technology made it possible. Uh, but as you said, now we have moved one step further. Then we uh, we as a society or we as a group uh, we ask things uh, for of technology that it can't do today. We are we want to have an innovation room and it doesn't exist today. Then we. If someone invented the perfect uh, whiteboard innovation social room today, it would have like 10 million users in three months or something. So then as a society, we demand things from technology. Okay, perfect. Dan, what do you think? Um, what do you think based around Daniel's answer to your question? Sorry. Um, I think uh, I think it was 
great to have to know that there are others are struggling with the same thing. Uh, and I also feel that uh, um, I take some com comfort from that. Uh, I, I also uh, think that we need to. Uh, um, I, maybe just acknowledge that there, this is an adaptation time of adaptation. Uh, we're not going to set it uh, right, <laughs> even the first time, or not even, maybe even the third time. Uh, and I think we have to figure it out together. Yeah, I think definitely what you said there, you know, in terms of kind of firstly acknowledging it and, you know, understanding that this is something that we are going to have to overcome. It is something that is, you know, apparent and we need to work with it. And then secondly, realising you're not alone. You know, it takes something like this to understand that people are also going through similar situations and things like this can be a massive help. Um, okay, fantastic. Well, I'm glad that obviously you've got a little bit of clarification there, Soren. Um, but we will come to Daniel's question next. Now, Daniel, your question was more on the kind of day-to-day -day life in the office, which really excites me because I can definitely relate to this. Um, so how to handle the social part of work, like the Swedish Fika and lunches and so on, alongside the importance of coffee machine discussions and decisions that happen within the the office. So Daniel, if you could just explain this a little bit further for me. Yeah, so it's it's more about I, I mean it kind of jacks into what 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 certain also also brought up. But I mean the, when you are in the office you 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 realize oh I need to talk to that person or you meet someone at the coffee machine. For me who work in a huge company, I mean when you ran into different people and you start to have discussions and then you realize okay oh I need to find out something more about that that we were discussing or you ran into an old colleague and say hey okay what are you doing now and 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 you start to collaborate or elaborate on on what people are doing and and you can see how that implies on your where you are right now and what you are doing um I mean when I'm sitting at home and which we have done during whole covid situation and and I think we will keep doing I mean, I'm not running into those old colleagues or that broad network or or people just pops into a a, um, a conference or or a, a meeting. So so it's more about those things and and uh, I mean those small small things that are happening, even though it's not planned, uh, and and how to handle it when we when we then step out of the hybrid model or or the office. Absolutely. And of course, those are things that are important. You know, I've been in situations before when, you know, work can get stressful, the same as any other situation in your life. And a lot of the time it is the people who are near to you and closest to you that kind of take the brunt of that, but also help you through it. I know that I wouldn't be in the situation I was now if it wasn't for my team, you know, quite often, you know, if you're having a down day or whatever, it takes for you to kind of speak to someone at the coffee machine or, you know, kind of walk past someone, even for someone to just acknowledge you and you think, actually, do you know what, I'm here, I'm in work and I, I can do this and I can get through it. Um, so, yeah, I think you definitely make a fantastic point and, you know, I'm, I'm keen to hear what you guys think. So, Soren, we'll come to you first. Yeah, I I think, I mean, the social bonds, I mean, you, I think you can start out with a 
terrible job if you have like nice colleagues. I, I think you may all uh, can relate to that. And so, I mean, obviously the social bonds is very important. I mean, that that's one reason to why you go to work. Uh, and my thoughts around this has been the other way around that I think it's the office that's need to be uh, totally uh, different. Now, you, a usual office is like rows with desks uh, and then maybe some conference meeting rooms. And now the work you can do anywhere, in the coffee shop next door at home uh, in Singapore, no one knows. Uh, so the office will much more, I believe, look like a restaurant or a ca cafe, where which is intentionally built to be around the social aspect. Uh, uh, so I think you mentioned it before, Daniel, that like when you were at the office, you could clear out your calendar to just socialize and like uh, consciously working with the social aspect of work, I think will be much more important as a manager that you are responsible for for getting these those social interactions in place. Uh, and maybe even in a hybrid or remote environment. I mean, I think we all learned during the pandemic at the meeting that usually took an hour. You talked with someone on the way in, you socialized a little, then you actually talked about what's in the meeting for half an hour, and then on the way out you were socializing a little bit more and then taking more coffee. Now, when you were remote uh, online, you could rip off that meeting in 20 minutes and then it was done, but you didn't get to know anyone, you didn't you didn't ask uh, if their cat was well or what was going on in their lives. Uh, so I think we, um, and that is something we really need to like pick up on. It is hybrid or, or remote versions of what we're doing now uh, to have time in meetings so you can have the social talk as well, but also um, like make it happen. Uh, you could sit, Doing doing your job, uh, being in online meetings, and it would be boring like hell. Um, so uh, we we need to create if it's an office or whatever it is around being social. Yeah, I think definitely in an office environment, it's important to kind of have the culture, you know, that people are able to, you know, they're not chained to the desk. They are able to get up and go and get a coffee or now would potentially be a good time to mention that Google and Yahoo have a nap room. Um, but, you know, they've put these things in place to make the office an appealing place to be. Um, I, don't, I watched, recently watched a YouTube video about Google and, you know, it was kind of like a, a tour of the, the campus. They call it a campus because they do have nap rooms and they have like restaurants and, and things like that. They have unimaginable facilities. And I think it just it helps the employees to feel not just like a number and definitely more valued. Um, Joanne, I'm here to hear, I'm sorry, I'm keen to hear what you think about this. Yes, I think uh, we need to figure out the smooth transition for it as well, uh, in terms of we're talking about reducing workload for employees as well. We're talking about shorter work weeks. Um, I really wonder how, what's the best way of just structuring this in a way. Uh, I find it weird to say, okay, let's just have a one hour meeting to socialize next Tuesday. Uh, but it's also sort of a necessity as well. 
uh, personally for me, I spend hours every day just in calls with uh, people, my coworkers as well. So we sort of have those sort of social interactions, uh, but it's not needed for, I think, most people. I think uh, it's sort of a need for certain specifics. Maybe we need two or three hour call to finish this product that we're doing right now. We need to come up with product design and decisions for, to ship this uh, as soon as possible. But I think eventually, yes, it goes through. Uh, most people can get along with their job without having that much of the social interaction. It's just a great boost for, for it all. I know certain companies have on-sites when it's only remote jobs, but they still try to get the company together at least a week or two weeks a year. Uh, but it, it, it's not quite the same feeling as well as working close and close with that person as well. So it's interesting and it's challenging as well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think kind of to, to you know, just to add on to what you said there, um, where where do you kind of stand, Joanne, on um, like out of office interaction with your colleagues in terms of kind of team building activities and things like that? Like Evolution have kind of incentives and things like that. So it's like some of the guys have just come back from Mexico. Um, you know, that's an incentive. Obviously, if you hit your KPIs and things like that, then you get to go away and you socialize with your work colleagues. And that's paid for by work. You're still being paid to be there so you're still essentially at work but that is of course it's rewarding but it's also masked as kind of a team building exercise where do you stand on that yeah personally i've always been to all the afterwards or tried to be to all the afterwards i'm invited to uh, i think it's fun to just get to know people and socialize with them as well and i think it's a great activity we've done escape rooms we've done different activities as well and it's been a lot of fun uh so it's it's like nice to have. Um, I also think it's not needed for everyone, and some people just don't want work to be a part of their life as much as they are. Some people let work define them, uh, and some people say, "Okay, it's my free time. Let me just go spend time with my family as well." I think either choice is valid. Uh, personally, I like to get to know new people, and it's usually the reason I stay more in the afterwards. Uh, and socialize with them but uh, it's about personal choices I think. Yeah definitely. Saren what, what do you think about that? I think I uh, I mean myself I'm a people person so I of course believe that it's most important to be social I know especially maybe maybe many developers uh, wants to be alone and uh, want to do the job and don't inter interact with others. Um, so, uh, uh, but I, I still believe that I would say claim that is a basic human need to actually interact with someone. Uh, it doesn't need to be your colleague, but that that is a need. And uh, I think we should, um, I, I think somehow challenge you a little from uh, that we need to at least we need to replace that what you had at the office uh, somehow. Uh, I mean, in the beginning, in the when the pandemic started, uh, I myself arranged different like social events online, and it was kind of it was not as social or as uh, easygoing as it would have been at the office. Uh, but I tried at least. Um, 
So uh, I think the the you mentioned Ron that you like you had two hour three hours meeting where you were finishing off a project, but in two three hours maybe you had some like social talk as well. Um, Definitely. I've, I still believe that if it would be work only and no play for three hours, that would be boring. Yeah, I definitely agree. And to be honest, um, obviously that was kind of an ad hoc question for myself, but it was something that as you guys were speaking, it kind of did play on my mind because, um, you know, of course, Daniel, within your question, you've mentioned that the Swedish Fika and obviously with ourselves, we're based in the UK and, you know, we've got a UK team, we've got a Nordics team. We at the Nordics team really do try and kind of carry them traditions through. Um, I know UK get really annoyed when we all take a half an hour break in the morning to chat about anything other than work. Um, but, you know, it's it works well and it is a nice distraction. Um, you know, if you're kind of really invested in a task to take yourself away from it from half an hour, it, it usually does you good. Um, and then you can come back to it kind of with a fresh mindset and a fresh set of eyes. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, the the coffee machine the coffee machine discussions and especially the fikas and things like that are a are a huge part of the the culture within the office. Soren, I know that you've got something to add here. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially you you mentioned the Nordics and the Swedish the Swedish fikas. Daniel mentioned. I mean, if you look at it from statistics, so like this the the one I've been looking at, and Sweden like official statistics is one of the most productive countries there are. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Stockholm and the fintech scene where I'm working at, like we, we churn out fintechs in a very high speed and we are known for creative products and so on. Uh, that is, that is uh, like one side. But then in, if you arrive to a typical Swedish office there's uh, fika breaks they could be one in the morning and then in the afternoon and then there's lunch and then uh, someone is uh, picking up their kids uh, like uh, early in the afternoon so uh, i mean many others are looking at sweden but when do they actually work uh, and i think there's other cultures that may put focus on like more hours at the office and i believe that i We'd probably say that we we have, I don't want to say we have the, found the secret, but it's maybe the, the other side of it is that while we're when we actually work, it's a lot of focus on the work because we have we can spend the social time on the fika breaks and so on. I think it's a interesting um, contradiction. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you make I think you make a great point there of saying, you know, the the balance that you guys have found is working, um, which is essentially the the overall aim is the end goal. You know, you want to find what works best for your team and and your company as a whole, really. So, Daniel, I'll circle back to yourself to to kind of conclude on this. Um, yeah, I mean, my conclusion is, I mean, we need to find ways of working and ways of socializing. Uh, in these, I mean, both remote and hybrid models. Um, I, I'm a bit like, I like what Juan, Juan is saying. I mean, uh, some some things of those social parts, I basically would like to remove more or less. Uh, they, they steal more time than they give. Um, uh, also, I mean, me who are living in Stockholm, I mean, we are commuting. 
it's it's could be all between uh, 30 minutes up to an hour for for people just commuting to work i mean it's lovely to get up in the morning and just okay you can take it you can take it slowly i can leave my kids at daycare i can go back home and and then i sit down at the computer and, and start working i meet my colleagues online they are spread out in 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 whole of sweden and europe and then all of a sudden us pops up and and we start to work with them so i, I mean for me the the hybrid and the flexible things are are more important than maybe taking a, a coffee with with one another but i think also it's important to kind of uh, invite for those kind of discussions hey i see that you are are as we are using teams right now i mean i see that you are green on teams uh, should we take a coffee um and also invite people outside the organization not only those who are who i'm working with i i have my friends on teams also and i can see their status and i can take a coffee with a friend um that is is also available so i, I think I mean, we need to find new ways. Uh, I think technology can help us um, definitely creating spaces where we can do these things. Um, and then I, I definitely believe we need to get together also. Um, it's 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 awesome to to see someone in front of you. Um, you, you get another feeling of that. Um, there are challenges of doing things online. Um, especially uh, when I see we are, are training or implementing things or, or you need to really explain uh, in a really detailed level on, on things, how they are done. Um, but, but I think we need to just find good ways of working, uh, flexible and uh, yeah, I believe the, that, that it should be to up to the persons uh, and, and what we bring into and what value we will deliver. Fantastic. And Saren, have you got anything to add on this? I think we covered a lot of ground. Fantastic. Johan, anything from yourself? I think you might be muted there, Johan. Yes, sorry about that. Uh, no one more thing. I think uh, I like what Daniel said that uh, it's really nice to see someone behind the screen as well. Uh, and that we humans need that. Uh, it just reminded me about this time, it's uh, another Swedish startup, uh, they're making robots as well. And one of their features is, is to actually make the robots look like human. Um, and they work a lot with the interactions, how the robots eyes look uh, and all of that. So it just reminded me of that. But I, I think we covered quite a lot in this uh, topic today as well. It's, it's funny how the future is going to be looking like from brainstorm a lot about it. Uh, Tina, I think you're muted. Oh, oh. <laughs> if it's not one, it's the other. It's a good job we can take all this out. Um, no, but I think it's obviously it's it's really important that, you know, we, we move with the times and we understand that this is something that's happening and, and we kind of you know, catch it early on so we can understand where we're up to with it and kind of the behaviours that need to change and things like that. Um, but OK, fantastic. Well, it's been a brilliant conversation, but we'll leave it there for today. This has been the Evolution Exchange podcast. I want to take this opportunity to thank Yuan, Soren and Daniel for providing their insights into the topic. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time.